Hey, everybody, welcome to God Quest. Today I've got with me a special guest, friend of mine, Pastor Ryan Caputo from Oakland, California. This is going to be a great journey, so welcome to God Quest. Well, I'm thrilled you're here with us on God Quest, and we've been having a wonderful time. And I have just come tonight from a powerful apostolic Pentecostal service with special guest Ryan Caputo, pastor of Oakland Tabernacle. And uh, I've got him on the on the podcast. And when I when I think of the wide world of wonder, God's amazing grace that's out there, Ryan Caputo is in the middle of of just finding what God is doing in the earth. And uh, he's a church planner. He's a soul winner. He's a Bible study teacher. He's a wild man with a crazy dream that God can do anything, anywhere, at any time. And uh, he just preached an amazing message. Uh, pastor Caputo, I am thrilled you're on, on, on the podcast with us tonight. Well, thank you, Pastor. I appreciate you being able to let me be on this and um, what a great time we had tonight. I enjoyed it. Amen. You, you preached a powerful message, uh, day 41. Yeah. <laughs> so let, we'll unpack that in a minute. Uh, those of you that don't know, uh, Pastor Caputo, uh, he is a first generation apostolic. God brought him out of a, a crazy world, put his life together and, uh, an amazing journey. Uh, give a little, give a little testimony, kind of bring people up to speed if they don't know you. Yeah. So I got in church when I was 18. Um, I was, uh, saved in an all black non-denominational church. I was the only white kid and, uh, it was, it was a good time, but they weren't exactly going the way that they needed to be going. Uh, I found my way at first church in San Jose. I was there for about a year and Pastor a half. Shoemaker. Pastor Shoemaker, one of my dearest friends. And, uh, just, just a wild um, you know, whole trip with that. And I wanted to come to Bible college and he sat me down and we sat down and he said, well, I got a place for you. And he sent me to Sacramento at the rock church. And, uh, back then it was patting at the rock. Yeah. And back we, in the day we had little modulars and whatnot. And, uh, I still had some of my, uh, liberal thinking and I was quickly brought to my senses, uh, through those classes. And it's just been kind of a journey since then. I'm 41 now. Uh, you've been my pastor for 20 some odd years and you've helped me. And um, just it's just, it's been a wild, wild journey. For a couple of years, we went to New York City, started a church in Brooklyn, uh, Red Hook area where Al Capone grew up. And we had something going. From one gangster to another. From one gangster <laughs> to another. And uh, <laughs> and it, it was just a wild, wild time. And uh, you, you seem to thrive in those wild places, Harlem to Oakland. You, you're yeah, just at home. Yeah, I love I love urban culture. I love, um, I don't know. I guess even as a teenager, I just fit in yeah. with that with that effect. Uh, I didn't have a particular group of friends that was one color. I had friends in all yeah. different degrees, and so um, it just it just fits, and I love it. Um, I think it's a, there's a lot of real realism yeah. in the urban culture. It may not be right, yeah. but it's definitely, there's a lot of real. Well, one thing about the urban culture is there is a lot of, there's a lot of people that have learned how to survive. Yes. I pastored in Oakland for a number of years and, uh, Oakland's a special place. I know, I know there's a lot of, you did a better job than I uh, No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but there is, um, uh, 
there's a vibrancy in that city that people don't really know. Yes. And uh, one thing I learned about pastoring uh, in the hood yeah. is that people people figure it out. There is a survival, the, 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 the God nature, even in people that are fallen. Yes. They may be faced with extreme circumstances, but you think about it, there's a little mother running a little business. There's a dad scratching out something that, in, in a world of chaos sometimes where, where it doesn't even make sense, they survive. And they figure some it out. great people climb out of those places. And it's like it's like a flower growing in the a, a dead place. Sometimes I have I have I have seen some incredible heroic stories. And the the, the ministry that you have had um as as a as a pastor in Oakland, I have watched and what you did in the Harlem area, and your bird's not done. You, no. You have a vision for urban ministry. Yes. And uh, it, you're not around, no one's around you five minutes until that starts coming out, is that you're a soul winner. And I think some of it comes out of your background. Uh, you, you could tell us a whole lot about life before Christ. Yeah. But if God can change that guy, and I think that comes through in your preaching, in your pastoring, is that you never look at a case walking in the door going, oh, that's not doable. Correct. Yeah. So tonight you 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 broke the Word of God down in four main passages that I just wanted to share on this podcast. You, carry us through. The first one you talked about, you used the idea of 40 days. Talk about 40 days. What does 40 days mean to you, and why does 41, day 41 matter? Yeah, so... Uh, 40 days, we see it all throughout the Bible. I think it's 146 times that we see the reference to 40. And it's trial, judgment, some type of probation. Um, and actually, you told me this years ago. You said even the most uh, ruthless killers get a end date to yeah. their sentence. <laughs> That's true. And when you know the end date, hope lives on the other side. And it may not be what you want it to be in the first 40 days, that trial, that judgment. Uh, but once you get past that, it's like a whole world opens up that I, I didn't say this tonight. And I, I probably should have. Uh, we often use the term, you know, what, that which you know, does not kill you, make you stronger. But there's also a part of that, that which you do not kill makes you wander. And Ooh. so like unpack so, that. Well, Saul didn't kill Agag, and he became a wanderer. Uh, the children of Israel didn't kill the Philistines or kill the uh, Canaanites, and so they became wanderers. And so there's things in our life that God puts us up against, and if we don't have the ability, or not the ability, we have the ability, but if we don't have the, the courage to kill it, we will become wanderers. Um, there's an aggressive part of that. All our biblical characters that we see, they have to have that courageous, aggressive side to them. Uh, even the language that is used in the in the Gospels and the Epistles, casting down imaginations, mm -hmm. you know, bringing them into captivity. All your thoughts, and so there's this this violent language. You know, the violent take it by force. There's this violent language, and even in society today, we're we're kind of handcuffed to the point where we don't want to be violent, so to speak. Everything's got to be flowery, and uh, Maybe that comes across a little bit mean in my preaching. I don't mean it to. I mean yeah. to be an encourager. But um, 
I spent the first six months of my walk with God hating the devil because I was lied to. So, um, you know. And there is a scripture said the violent take it by force. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you, and obviously we know what that means. You have to clarify everything in this day because we live in a flowery world. Yes. But um, I think I think it came, came across very powerfully. Uh, I'll jump toward the end of your yeah, sermon tonight. You talked about about David. David, one of, one of the most powerful things you said was David comes into this situation, this young kid comes into this situation, and he sees the cause. He sees this giant yeah. that nobody had slain, and you said something about, you know, what you, what you don't kill gets bigger. Correct. And so while they're sitting around. Contemplating. Contemplating, and the giant's getting bigger in their conversation, and I don't know if I'd ever really thought of it like you presented it, is that this outsider, he hasn't been around the campfire hearing this. His thoughts haven't been manipulated and persuaded by the masses. Uh, this is Jesus, you know, and the Pharisees. They have this thought, this train of thought, which, you know, this is how it's supposed to be done, and he comes uh -huh. in and disrupts the whole world. Um, and David's that. Uh, and he's just a... He spent his time herding sheep and singing songs and spending time with God. We don't know what his brothers were doing, but they weren't fighting a battle. And so... Yeah, they're hiding in the, the caves or thickets or somewhere. And disgruntled because, you know, they weren't the elected, the anointed one. And uh, But David's thought pattern was different than theirs. Even though they were of the same DNA, I said this, the same genetics, um, same disposition, same household. It's the Jacob and Esau. You know, one comes out good, the other comes out yeah. uh, uh, bad. So it's just, but David has an understanding I don't have to listen to what you say. Even in defiance of Saul, Saul's telling him, put this on. No, I'm not putting that on. That's what you've been looking at for 40 so, days. And so let's nights. lean in on that. How I wonder, it, may, it makes me think. So he, he comes in as the outsider. He's not caught up in their conversation Correct. where they've been, they've been hiding and afraid of this, this guy. Excuses. Coming, yeah. So, but he comes in with outside thinking, how much of his thinking was shaped differently as as you're talking, it's coming to me, because when Samuel shows up at the house, they don't even go get him. Nope. So this isn't a new thing that he's not running with these cats. I mean, he hasn't been running with them even at home when they were when they were home. He wasn't even a part of their group. So for that person out there that feels like, man, I just don't fit in. I, you know, you know, nobody invited me to the party. Well, it may be that God's going to use you for a purpose later that if you had been running with that group, yeah. you know. Well, let's single out Joseph, right? Wasn't loved by his brothers. You got the favoritism of dad. But now he's back in Egypt and he ultimately becomes the deliverer of his brothers because he was separated from them. So, yeah, the outcast, I mean, the outcast is all over the Bible. Uh, they are the ones who really turn the world upside down. They laughed at the apostles. They're looking at him and saying, you guys are, you guys are lunatics. You, unlearned. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, but we got what it takes in order to They've flip been with this Jesus. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how much, how much do you see our thinking related to our success in walking and doing the will of God? It's everything. Everything. Unpack that. Let me share something kind of personal. Yeah. Uh, I say personal. It's, I don't know when this is coming out. Hopefully, uh, well, whatever. Um, 
I don't know if I'm, I'm I might just be stupid. <laughs> I'm no. just going to throw that know, out that's there. That's not right. We're currently looking at 15 acres in the hills. Uh, Bay Area. Bay Area. Skyline views. Giant. See the, see the port. That's a giant. giant. It's a giant. Um, and we're in negotiations. Oh, help me, Jesus. Uh, hopefully they don't tune into this. They started at 15 million. I've got them down to seven and a half. And they're almost willing to finance the half of it at 0% interest. When I first started out there, I told people about it. I mean, this is church property. This is just, we don't ever have to move. Um, and I, I told people about it and they kind of raised their eyebrows like, oh yeah, okay. And you feel stupid. You mm -hmm. feel foolish. But I believe that God's bigger than 15 acres in the Bay Area. Yeah. And not that where we're at isn't a great place to have church. He's outgrown it. You, you, it's time for change. Yeah. And so I approached our bank and I approached the seller and I approached everybody. And everybody that I talked to that was not the bank or not the seller told me, you're, you're out of your mind. You're a lunatic. Well, we love you, man. Right. Um, but we're in the driver's seat now. And we just submitted our last counter offer. So what is that? That's day 41, right? Yeah. I don't want to be in this building anymore. Our neighbors hate us. They move their cars out on the street on a Saturday so that we have no place to park. We have no parking lot as it is. They spray stuff all over our cars. When it was COVID, they wanted us shut down. They put posters, nasty, vile images all over our church building. They literally rammed their cars into our cars. Yeah. Well, that's 40 days. Yeah. And I said, I'm sick of this day 41. So God's putting us up in a place where I got, I calculated it last night. It's 0.1 mile of a drive driveway up the hill. <laughs> uh, I took my truck up there last night and said, I'm going to figure out how long this is. So uh, a 10th of a mile. And is it going to happen? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but I believe it can. Yeah. And that journey, if you're, if you're somewhere in a part of the world where that just seems crazy, you'd have to understand the Bay Area to understand that's actually a really good deal. It's an incredible deal. And it's $500,000 an acre they, on billable there, land. There were people that thought I was crazy when I was looking at, we were renting an upstairs formal dental office yeah. in Oakland. 34th and International. Yeah. So to take a jump from rental property upstairs on the back of nowhere to taking what is million plus it was crazy with no people and all all hell breaking loose you yeah. know the the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle how many how many apostolic churches ever made it to the front of the, yeah, the yeah. front of the chronicle <laughs> we did okay that's a whole story in itself but it was crazy it sure. was impossible I remember but that. look look where look where god brought us yeah and it's not beyond the pale of god I mean, he's been bringing giants down for a long time. And if there's ever a place on planet Earth where there are giants, it's the Bay Area. Correct. Correct. And Oakland has been, I always said for years that the Bay Area, San Francisco gets all the attention. But me and you both know that Bay works on the shoulders of Oakland. Yeah. That port Without and the working that, men yeah. and women, you remove Oakland from the Bay, it crumbles. And I believe that Oakland, I've heard a lot of preachers talk about the Bay Area. I believe that Oakland, California is a key to the Bay. Yeah. And 
it, it's just like God to put a crazy guy like you who grew up in the Bay, who's not afraid of urban ministry, walked the streets of Harlem and Red Hook, got saved in an urban environment, yeah. white guy in a black church. <clears throat> your your wife grew up in that culture. That you're you're an Italian kid with connections everywhere. Caputo. It just sounds like whatever you know. Let's not it, talk about that. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's not a mistake that God puts you in the middle of six Hell. million people, this this cauldron and melting pot of culture, yeah. to put a crazy guy with crazy faith. Please don't change your thinking. I can't. Um, I get a lot of my thinking. Well, I think this. Uh, you, your father, and Bishop Wilson, and this is not a plug. This is just a, this is, it is the way it is for me to sit under those three ministries and pastors you make sit under those four ministries and not produce something is an epic fail, um, to stand on your shoulders and the vision that you, and so again, I could slay giants maybe by myself, but never without the help of you and, um, others and mentors. And so, um, Again, I'm just probably not too bright. I, I read the Bible and it literally says, you have not because you ask not. And so I just start asking. Um, and it's been a crazy, crazy journey. And we're not done. Yeah. We're, not, we're not done. I don't want to be done. But I know, and this is what I preached at the church and touched on here tonight. We will go through it as the church. We will go through There's going to be a 40-day window. There is going to be building arcs, wilderness journeys, standing on the top of a mountaintop, looking at letting a giant harass you, 40 days on the mountaintop with Jesus or with the devil, right, where he's questioning your identity. There has to be those moments. But he came out. Every time. And I think it's key. The Spirit, what is it, Mark says, it drove him into the wilderness? Yeah. The Spirit, but the same Spirit that takes you in to the wilderness yeah. for your 40 days is the same thing that anoints you when it brings you out. Correct. It's different when the spirit drives as opposed to when men drive. Mm -hmm. um, I've had people tell me in times past, and it's, they said, well, you need to drive your people. No, the spirit will drive them. Yeah. I will lead We're them. We're shepherds, not cattlemen. Yeah. <laughs> well, and cowboys, I mean, if you go and research cowboys, cowboys were, they, they only found their power in packs. Um, but shepherds were that lonely, you know, individual. So the 40 days, we're all going to endure it. Let's just, Embrace the fact that we're going to go through it. And if we embrace the fact that we're going through it, well, there has to be day 41. 41's coming. It has to come. If a calendar is right, there's going to be another day after tomorrow. It was, it was a beautiful message, a beautiful message. It was faith inspiring. And at one point, at one point I had been, I'd been talking with a gentleman and before church and it was like, I, I guess preachers are, are the really the only ones that sometimes understand it. And, and if it happened to you, like, it's almost like, you were in the room listening. I love it when those moments, and it's just like God goes, bam, that's for you. Yeah, makes pastoring easy. Yeah, just boom, <laughs> that's for you. Confirmation, bang. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, Paul said, we used to serve dumb idols, but now we serve a God that speaks. You know, our God speaks to us. I'm thrilled for what God is doing in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I love about you, Brother Caputo, is... I'm kind of crazy too. I just kind of believe that 
this thing works. And I kind of believe that I'm supposed to take his word at face value when he says, go into all the world. I don't have to get uh, Constantine's cloud and the sky open, go ye yeah. into this. I've already got a go call, right? All I do is read. So yeah. I believe that wherever I go, if I'm on vacation, if I'm at work, if I'm on a plane, I believe that wherever I go, if I sow the seed, there's an opportunity for there to be something that springs up. Absolutely. You're pastoring in Oakland, but you have a passion far beyond that city. Correct. You're not done in New York. I'm not. And you feel a deep burden. And I know you've got a team of guys. You're you're working and praying on some stuff. And I just want you to know, I like the way you think. We need people that think outside of the box. Uh, the world's changed. Yes. And a lot of people are afraid of the urban areas, uh, the millions of people, the cost. Uh, you know, I, I can relate the building we're sitting in before we ever turned one shovel of dirt. It was $1 million. Yeah. $1 million just for permits. Yeah. I heard Doug Davis pastor in, uh, old Westbury, New York, speaking of New York, dear friend of mine for many, many years, he was pastoring in the big New York Metro and he was fighting hell to build their new building. And we had been in the same process. And he told me something that I will never forget, Pastor Doug Davis. He said, he said, Miles, to do the work of God where he called us, it takes miracles. Yes. But we serve a God of miracles. I relied on that so much because he didn't call me here to fail. Nope. And I've watched him provide for the missionary in Central America, Africa, Asia. I've seen him provide for my parents when they were planning churches and doing the work of ministry. My grandparents were missionaries. I've seen and heard the stories of God will provide. I read the scripture. I see where giants fall with slingshots and rocks. That's the God I serve. And if he did put me and you in Oakland and Sacramento, and we've got this big urban world to reach, that's millions then he's going to provide the miracles. Yeah. He's going to provide the power to the sling and the little rock that's going to bring down a giant. Yeah. I, I don't have to come up with something that's not me. I want my thinking to be that way. And that's what you talked about tonight. It's all about the go. Um, and you hit, that's what you said, right? I think God's just waiting for us to go. So when we went to New York, just quick recap, uh, we, we left with literally we sold our vehicle we had maybe less than ten thousand dollars from selling our vehicle and paying off expenses and and no job no place to stay permanently um no means of income that was substantial no support system outside of just a little bit um and after we left two years i was in an apartment that on the market value on the on the uh, modern mark or the mar current retail market value would have been five thousand dollars a month it, it they had spent over forty thousand dollars in remodels just for us i picked the cabinets i picked the windows wow. and i didn't pay a dime in new york in new york's in manhattan in the lower east side which is one of the most expensive places to live um we had a vehicle again we had bought a vehicle uh we had more money in our bank account than when we had left there 
my job was not a huge job. I was a building superintendent. I was just but God to, provided. God provided. We had a church that was running about twenty five people. I was paying four hundred dollars a month to rent space that was already a church when I got there. Four hundred dollars a month. Uh, miracles, miracles, miracles. So the power you said is in the go. Yes. I believe that God is trying to awaken a generation to go and not be afraid. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy when you think about God killed everybody above age 20. He started over with a bunch of teenagers. Sure did. During the wilderness. He delivers Israel from Goliath with a teenage boy. And I'm not saying old people can't be used because I'm an old dude now. (laughs) But I believe that we can't figure out, we can't wait until we get it all figured out, and we can't figure it out until all the ducks are in a row and all the the I's are dotted and the T's crossed until we've got so much in the 401k. We need a generation to rise up and say, I'm going to go. We need pastors to rise up and go. We need saints of God to get behind their pastor's vision and say, Pastor, whatever whatever you're ready to do, let's do it. And you have been an inspiration watching what God has done in Oakland. Uh, man, the remop of that facility, magnificent. If you're ever in the Oakland area, let me just tell you, they have done a uh, COVID incredible gave us, job. COVID gave us a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was incredible. And you have set yourself up for whatever transition is there, the blessing of God is going to be there. And uh, your wife is an amazingly beautiful woman. Yes. On the inside and outside. Amen. Two killer kids. I love them to death. And and the church, it, it's revival there. Yes, sir. And uh, well, it started, I look forward. started on 34th and International. Well, so. well God's God's been good to to Oakland. And just keep letting the light shine and keep preaching what you preach. And somebody that's going through something, don't let the devil affect your thinking. What the apostle said, with the mind, I will serve the Lord. The place of victory, the place of redemption was the greatest work that ever happened was Calvary on Golgotha, the place of the skull. The battle is right here. You can win this thing. Day 41's coming. Don't let the devil shape your thinking. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed like you preached tonight by the renewing of your mind. That's what, that's what we're talking about today. I want you to think about it this week. Share the podcast. There's somebody that may be blessed by what you've heard today. So get the word out there. Subscribe. Let someone know about what you're hearing. God's got something great where you are, your church. If you're a pastor, I'm praying for you. If you're a saint of God, God's got something in your church. God's doing things around the world that I think in the next couple of years is going to blow our minds how great this thing is. And I'm on a quest. Join me in this quest to see what God's doing. God bless you. We'll see you next week on God Quest. 